Welcome to the Scandinavian Mind podcast, our weekly show about how technology is changing the creative industries. Today on the program, can fashion scale upcycling? We will share insights from our latest interview series on the topic of upcycling in the fashion industry. We will hear about lessons learned from brands like Elog, Deadwood and Arv. And also later in the program, hear from our special guest, Lovisa Nolander, product manager at Xvea Production a facility on the west coast of Sweden specialized in the production of upcycled clothing. My name is Konrad Olsson, editor-in-chief and founder of Scandinavian Mind, and I'm here with my dear colleagues Johan Magnusson and Eileen Fransson. How are you guys? Very good. How are you? I'm uh, great, thank you. Eileen, great to have you back on the podcast once more. Now we're going to dive into... Uh, uh, an interview series that you have produced on the topic of upcycling. We'll get back to that in just a moment. But before we do, just want to mention we have the last event of the year. It's been quite the event-heavy season here at Scandinavian Mind. We're doing our second virtual creatives live session at the Lincoln Co. showroom happening next week on December 6th where I will interview Swedish designer Gustav Vinst, a very innovative designer working at the intersection of physical furniture using VR and 3D tools. Very exciting. Johan, you've met and interviewed Gustav before. Why is he so interesting, do you think? He's quite a pioneer when it comes to the use of uh, new technologies in an otherwise not so innovative industry, which is uh, design. Uh, and uh, he foresees that uh, these new technologies, uh, they are already changing um, the daily operations as executives know it and will have a huge impact moving on in the next few years. Sign up to our newsletter. Visit scandinaviamind.com newsletter to grab the last reminder invite or just go to our website. You'll find the appropriate link on uh, our news feed. All right, now it's time for the topic of the day, which is upcycling in the fashion industry. This is uh, an interview series we've been researching uh, throughout this fall. Very interesting. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. I think I don't think you can s- mention any new interesting fashion brand coming out of the Nordics. Uh, that's that doesn't use the upcycling uh, dead dead stock materials all the likes uh, you one why do you think this is such an important topic in the fashion industry right now the Nordic fashion brands they are many of them are quite new so they're founded by quite recently graduated uh, fashion students and uh, those uh, creatives have been heavily influenced, of course, by their friends or their daily lives. So, for instance, uh, Division in uh, Denmark or Rave Review in Sweden, mm. they are all, uh, the founders are all quite young. And um, yeah, it's a sign of the times that uh, this do it yourself movement and uh, to turn um, waste, uh, to, to look at waste as a resource and um, also, f- of course, financially, when you start a brand, uh, it's not like you have uh, 
a million on the bank to, to spend on fabrics. So then you can go to more established brands uh, to look at their surplus fabrics in order to yeah, make new um, fabrics out of it or new pieces. Right. Right. Eileen, I'm going to turn to you. You have been doing the heavy lifting on this uh, interview series throughout this fall. We have now, uh, last week we published the first in, in a series of two articles um, interviewing uh, brands Elag, Deadwood and Arv. And, and uh, this week we published our second interview where we went to the manufacturers we'll, we'll hear f- more from the manufacturers of course since we are uh, you know we're having Lovisa on the show in 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 just a few minutes but uh, talk about going into this this research project uh, what were some of the questions you wanted to ask these brands I guess what I wanted to know was what are some of the most apparent challenges uh, when hmm. taking on upcycling uh and what what are like the potential is essentially right right i mean you you start the article obviously we've 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 been on the topic of overproduction many times uh, in the in the feeds of scandinavian mind um you mentioned uh you know there's an estimated of 30 percent of all produced fabric that doesn't make it to the point of sales some 92 million tons of textiles being discarded on an annual basis i mean that's just that's just staggering so it really underscores the need for this uh you went into to talking to to some of these brands who has really made it part of their brand, part of their operation uh, to use upcycled or, or, or you know, otherwise uh, discarded fabrics. What were some of the, the challenges with, with working? Uh, give us some examples. Well, one very clear and one very, very uh, echoing uh, challenge amongst all uh, of the endeavors or ventures that I asked was uh, the matter of time and Hmm. the amount of time that it takes to to work with uh, upcycling Uh, just because you know sourcing materials there there aren't any really uh, real systems uh, where you can source materials uh, for upcycling on a large scale, which poses a mm. problem if you want to scale up your upcycling production, you know? Um, and because of this, what follows is it are increased costs uh, behind such production as well. Um, so they kind of follow each other and go hand in hand. Do, were they generally? I mean, Deadwood has been around for a while. It's it's part of their DNA to so kind of uh, produce with with dead stock uh, leather and so forth. Uh, were they generally hopeful that they will kind of crack the code, or or that the industry is going to solve this? I mean, I yeah, I would say that like overall, uh, they all were hopeful because they they see change on the horizon, so to speak. Um, because we have uh, with uh, Gen C and like consumers are getting so much more conscious and aware regarding their 
choices. Oh, so the demand is increasing among among new generations. That's that's uh, uh, super interesting. So obviously, two uh, interesting articles up now on ScandinavianMind.com. Is there anything else, another key takeaway that you want to mention from from these uh, articles or doing this research? I would say that, like. Um, a takeaway that I got was uh, the need for reevaluate reevaluation, uh, both for companies and the industry, as as well as the consumer. That we just don't need that much stuff. We just don't need that many clothes. Um, because that would just uh, egg on production even further. Um, so we just need to reevaluate our relationship to materials and goods. Well, that goes to the heart of the problem, doesn't it? Well, uh, Eileen Franson, thank you so much for for doing this work. Again, you can read this article series, the couple of articles. It's now up on ScandinavianMind.com. We're now going to introduce the special guest of this session. We're going to go over to hear from the manufacturer side and listen to and invite Lovisa Nolander, product manager at Xfair Production, uh, on the show. All right, we are now here with our special guest, Lovisa Nolander, product manager and co-founder of XV Production. Welcome, Lovisa. Hello. I'm very um, excited to speak with you. Very good to, to have you. And we had uh, your colleague was part of our interview series and super happy to have you on the show talking about the a concept of upcycling in the fashion industry. So just for anyone who doesn't, um, who aren't, aren't aware of, of what you guys are doing, just give an intro to, to Xfair Production and, and what you do. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We are um, textile or, or fashion manufacturers uh, in uh, Borås, Sweden. So we are uh, helping like fashion and interior companies to produce uh, garments or uh, home textile for them so um, and our uh, niche is that we are helping uh, them with uh, remake production so uh, mm. we're not only doing like production out of a roll of fabrics we can also uh, make production out of uh, old garments and making them into new garments so we are yeah we're having a lot of sewing machines and uh, cutting uh, tables here in our studio. Obviously, working from the heart of the textile industry in in Sweden. Uh, can you just, just quickly mention some of the brands that you are working with, the type of projects you are you are taking on? Yeah, we are, uh, for example, working with uh, Jerf Avenue, uh, Totem, uh, Nudie Jeans, uh, Ray Review. Yeah, it's a lot of different companies. Mm. We have yeah work with. I think a hundred of them in the fashion and material industry. Many of these, I mean, obviously, Rave Review is uh, highly regarded, one of the you know up and coming fashion brands in Sweden. How remind us again how long you've been around and, and how have you seen kind of the the, the requests and and the demand for for upcycling production in the past few years? We were in the school uh, of textiles like back in the 2015. So we grad, grad, graduated from secondary school actually 
uh, from the textile and design. Uh, when textile fashion center were like growing, we were a part of part of it, part of it, and we really uh, were like in this um, house with all of these comp companies and brands and yeah, the school and so. Already 2015, we started our own company. So we were very young, and um, but then we were working like with our our own brand. But then we got our um, studio and our sewing machines, and then we thought like, why does not any company produce in Sweden? Is uh, uh, and at the same time, a lot of companies is talking about like sustainability and how we can make that happen more um, seriously so uh, back in school we yeah we actually like mingle with the people who was talk who were talking about this question and uh, from there we like started our company helping thinking that we could actually be a helping hand and making uh, because we are really like interesting of producing uh, products and we are really interesting about that pros process. So yeah, from like 2015 and forward, we have really seen the, yeah, like new brands like Rave Review, Hodakova and uh, uh, Jay Cropper, Deadwood, like everyone is like talking more about this uh, remake um, process and we have like been a part of it I think <laughs> from uh, from um, uh, producing uh, side of it so we mm. have like grown with the young <laughs> fashion brands and also hear what the bigger brands also need so yeah it's out out from that we have <laughs> become what we are today well, I think you you just mentioned the whole slate of uh, you know up and coming brands coming out of Sweden the, the past few years. Talk about how uh, how does this affect the design process? Because I would imagine using existing fabrics is also influencing how you how they create uh, the actual uh, designs of the uh, of of their garments of their products. How engaged are you in that, or is it more like trying to figure out a way to to realize their visions? Um, I think we are like in uh, the both sides of it because we are a producer, but we are talking um, a lot with designers, and um, so we, uh, in most cases, we get a, like uh, samples or. Uh, uh, take pack that we are going to like look uh, uh, that we are like taking a look on and seeing if we that is something that we can produce and we are also giving a price on it so uh, I guess uh, that's like a very big uh, important step to go from like design and, and uh, in that process we need to know about the material of course and if it's uh, uh, when we are doing a remake, we have to know if it's like um, post-consumer, does it have like stains or holes in it, or is it a lot of different measurements that we need to have in our mind to, when we are done with the produ production, the garments have to follow a measurement list and have to be like 
what the designer wants us to make it. <laughs> so uh, in that state, we have to like, and yeah, then we talk a lot with the designer. And if we need to compromise on certain elements of the design to, to match their price and to the time that it could take to remake a garment. Um, so the what we've been diving into is the question of is upcycling actually a business model that can be scaled, and what are the challenges and or perhaps even opportunities when going into a, a, a business model like that? And uh, it's something that I've also been very curious about because of, of course there's you know design-wise and brand-wise there are all these kind of upsides uh, sustainability-wise you're kind of tackling that. But from a production point of view, it has to pose a lot of you know challenges in terms of you know are you pushing out the same type of garments or is every garment uh, you know different? How do you see this? And and as a production partner, how do you uh, what kind of you know volumes are you able to deliver? And and how do you work with that? Uh, yeah, it uh, really depends if, uh, on the. Operation in the in the garment. How difficult is it to remake the garment? Like take it from uh, an old garment to make it into a new. How many steps does it take to to make it happen? Because that is like mm. uh, about the time it takes. So we are making in our production. We are doing like we can do ten pieces and we can do a thousand pieces. But it really depends on how complicated a product is. And I think like the benefits in remaking garments is that you can change a garment uh, with simple steps because it's already have a garment has already like soon details that it is finished. <laughs> so you uh, maybe does not have to like sew every detail of the garment. So you can um, you can gain time in the production phase if you use if you use it in the right way but it can also be more complicated to remake garment because yeah if uh, it's um, uh, it really depends on the variation of the sourced material uh, and if we have to like begin the production with measure every garment to see if it's if we even can use it uh, or if it's stains or holes and so on. So it's really it really depends on the both the sourcing uh, the the material that we get here, <laughs> if it's uh, very different, and it depends on the operation you put in the garment. So that is like the key <laughs> element to make to make it uh, able to scale it. But I think it's uh, able to. You can make really simple changes to make a completely new impression of the garment. So, yeah, it's really about thinking in a new way of production. Yeah, of course, we've discussing it in the previous episodes. Uh, the fact or the process of how to take uh, these uh, way of producing from uh, certain capsule collections by the biggest players like the fast fashion companies into like the new normal. Do, do you foresee that we will experience um, such a development in the next few years that it will become more normalized by both uh, bigger and smaller players? 
to work with upcycling and not only in certain drops or limited editions or such? Um, yeah, I, I think we like have to, the industry have to see the whole fashion industry in new ways and to find these new business models where remake and uh, upcycling garments or using the material that we already have produced in uh, new products and take them into new products. I, I really think uh, it has to be the new future because of the climate change and I think that was really if we are going to reach the goal within uh, EU and the material is what, ta what um, takes the most um, energy uh, out of a garment so I really think that's a key factor to to reach those goals and we but we also need to implement it into business models so the, econ uh, the economy follows the follows it so um, yeah I, I think it's possible I, I, I know it's a complex system suing a, a shirt is a complex uh, system so I think we can intervent new complex systems for uh, remaking and upcycling and take that into both uh, fast fashion and uh, smaller brands. And we also have a huge contradiction of course with the uh, new consumer groups growing up now. They're more conscious than ever but at the same time they buy both uh, upcycled items or vintage secondhand items but we also see, of course, uh, the rise of uh, ultra fashion, uh, ultra fast fashion players. With uh, we had uh, numbers this week saying that uh, Shein will uh, will become bigger in revenue uh, uh, than uh, both H and M and Sarah already this year. So it's a huge contradiction, of course. And uh, of course, it's easy for us uh, being quite informed in uh, a welfare society to, to speak about that this is the future. But we also have huge economies on, uh, in other parts of, of the world and uh, they of course also want to consume and uh, I don't see any other solution than uh, re regu regulations here or legislation. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with you that we have to like put, a, put an end to, the, to stop the fast fashion. We, we need to regulate it because otherwise the economy will, the fast fashion producers will continue because yeah, virgin material costs like zero <laughs> to, to produce. So I came across a quite interesting quote this week, actually. It's only in the fashion industry that we may allow such consumption in 2023. And uh, yeah, let's hope that um, we're on our way out of it. Yeah, yeah, I think the, the normal is that we that fashion brands like overproduce like 30 percent. And that's like really so much more than any other industry. So. Yeah, we have to regulate it. Well, obviously, there's so much happening on the EU level when it comes to the regulations. It's something we cover quite extensively in our feeds and our podcasts as well. Uh, Lovisa, uh, obviously, you know, you have made a strong bet on, uh, you know, your own production facility. Uh, I know you're hiring uh, uh, seamstresses and, and production folks down in, in on the West Coast there. Um, what is on the horizon for you guys? How do you see uh, your own business developing uh, with regards to this? What are your hopes in the next few years? Uh, right now we are like in <laughs> making the perfect system to, to how to go from a design to, uh, 
to reach the the customer in the most efficient uh, best way uh, so we're really putting a lot of uh, time to make the foundation for growth for growth um, within our companies so uh, we are really using uh, like how can we integrate um, technical solutions in production in a better way to handle all the data and the customer experience and everything. So we really want to yeah, make <laughs> uh, the best quality and the best experience. And that, uh, with that, I think that uh, uh, our company will grow. So we will hire more people, um, taking more um, uh, customers, more remaking, more. <laughs> because I think, uh, yeah, we need to be, be, we want to make a bigger scale production in remake, making like thousands of garments circulating every year. So we want to be a solution and be a part of the industry and make help it grow in a cir circular way. So that's really our goal, goal, we don't, we, we used to say that we don't need to be like the, the largest company, we, but we have to be the best company. And we're learning from every production that we are doing and we want to be like 10 times better every time. So. Well, we are certainly sharing you on uh, Lovisa Nolander, the product manager and co-founder of Xfair Production. Thank you so much for sharing your insights today. Yeah, thank you very much. You've been listening to the Scandinavian Mind podcast. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter not to miss out on any upcoming content or events. Visit scandinaviamind.com newsletter. And of course, if you're in the beauty industry, uh, don't forget to follow our special beauty innovations track. Visit scandinaviamind.com slash beauty innovation. Until next week, goodbye.